Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. And today we got week six in the books of the NFL. Uh, sad game for me, sad week for me, but some good games overall. Let's start with the sadness though. The Broncos and the Pats, just a sad, sad day. <laughs> the Packers got kickered to death. Yeah, I mean the Patriots. The, sorry. the Patriots got kicker to death. Yeah. Brandon McPatriots. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots couldn't get anything going on offense, man. Um, Cam. I don't know if it's Cam's fault. I, I don't I think, think it, it is. might be. Yeah, it might be just a product of no no one to throw it to, and he just was looking, looking, trying to create something, but then no one was just able to get open at all. It was so early in the season. People were like, Oh my God, Cam Newton and this, you know, revolutionary rushing attack with him and all Burkhead. What happened to that? I didn't watch the game. They couldn't get the run game at all. The, the Pats offense is entirely based on having a good run game, whether that means handing it off to Sodi Michelle or Rex Burkhead or Damian Harris or JJ Taylor, whoever the hell's back there. Uh, they need to have a good run game. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. That also allows Cam Newton to make better throws because you're not keyed in on Cam. So So has his, you know, Cam Newton as a rusher, all that been figured out? I mean, he he did well as a rusher. He had 10 carries for 76 yards this week. He had a rushing touchdown as well, kind of. But that was more of a a sneak more than anything. Uh, But there were a few design runs that were also working still. Uh, the lack of receivers is huge, dude. I mean, like I was saying before, Julian Edelman was carrying the team last year in terms of uh, the receiving core, and he has looked super old this week or this year. He's looked injured. He's looked slow. He's had. He, he could use the TB12 method. He yeah. could, man. He really could use some pliability. Uh, he's led the league in drops too, so he hasn't been good. Uh, right now, the main dude is Demir Bird, who is not who you want to be spearheading your attack. Uh, it's just poor showings. And yeah, um, also, why does Cam Newton have the most carries this week? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. Like he he has the most carries because they could not get anything going in the running game. It's not mm-hmm. like the Broncos are spectacular. I know, and they're not. And that's 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 what's so worrying. Like we lost um, two offensive linemen in this game after being down offensive linemen before the game. So the offensive line is in shambles. And uh, it's a good thing Nick Bosa is not going to be there oh, next I'm week. Oh, I'm telling you, next week, Cam Newton <laughs> is going to have all day back there. I mean, I don't know, because this offensive line is horrible. It's going to be... <laughs> no, no, it's going to be a movable force versus yeah, unstoppable again. It's going to be It's going to be trash. Ugly. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the Niners, though. Yeah. Do you think like um, any of the COVID situation kind of affected their? I I think so. Not even as a fan, as an outside observer. Real quick, promise I'll let you go. But yeah. you know they 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 had to play the Chiefs without you know Cam Newton, which is just getting bodied, and uh, without having your quarterback back there, you lose that chemistry. And I know this is a Belichick coach team, but like. Come on, man. Without having a, a, a unique talent back there, you can't really gel. This is his first game back. They did not have practice at all. So how are they supposed to game plan? How are they supposed to you know, put in their unique stuff? So I don't blame them at all. I'm just kind of yeah. bummed we didn't get to face them this week. Yeah, that's why I, I think I'm, I'm not like super 
obviously it's an ugly game and it was gross to watch, but anytime you watch six field goals beat you, it's kind of gross to watch. But I'm not really like super sad about this because it's basically been two weeks of having little to no practice because Belichick's actually one of the coaches who's like taking COVID seriously. Because he's old. Because he's old <laughs> he's and understands. He's at risk, dude. I mean, they haven't been beating up or anything, really. They had, like, I think one day of practice going into this in person. Um, so it showed that the out-of-syncness showed. Uh, the defense was still really good, kept them in the game. And, I mean, that's Yeah, just they had a couple trade. picks late in the game. Yeah, to, late in the game. You know, try and get them back. but I mean, if you, if you score one touchdown, you're not going to win. Yeah, definitely. So, well, I mean, they scored six six uh, field six goals. field goals. I know if you score no touchdowns, you definitely shouldn't win. But I guess if you score six field goals, you can. So, speaking um, of uh, no touchdowns, let's move to a touchdownless game in the Texans ah, versus the Titans. Yeah, what, oh, what wait. scoring? What is scoring here? Derrick uh, Henry can tell you a little something yeah, about that. Something. So Tennessee won this forty-two to thirty-six. And both the quarterbacks played so well this game. They both had over like 300 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Even had 50 through the air. A.J. Brown had two touchdowns. Uh, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are still good. I'm surprised. Yeah. As long as they're healthy, I guess. Yeah. So maybe a couple more weeks. Yeah, especially Fuller. (laughs) I'm so surprised that Fuller's been so good this year. I didn't expect that. No, I mean he always is good. Is that he? Usually he never stays healthy. Yeah, yeah he, he just stays never stays. Somehow he's been healthy now. So yeah, but I mean, this is two games now where Deshaun Watson has looked very good. Uh, no more Bill O'Brien. He's had over three hundred yards in both games. So um, I don't know. You think Bill O'Brien really was holding them back? You yes. think? You think Deshaun I think Watson? I think it's psychological more than anything. Yeah, it's that's just, what I'm thinking. It's a new start. You know, you have something else. You don't have some media as much media attention. You're just chilling. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're gonna make any noise in the playoffs simply because they just dug themselves in too much of a hole. But um, the Titans should be extremely, extremely happy that uh, the te- Texans picked this year to be down. Otherwise, they would have been in for a bloodbath of a division fight with the Colts also being good and the Texans, who should have been good. So, I mean, the Titans picked a really good year to be good, and mm-hmm. uh, they should be should be pretty happy because I think Tannehill's the real deal. You think Deshaun Watson yeah. was, like, sandbagging? Until, I don't know what sandbagging is. Like, just, like, not trying, and then once Bill O'Brien was gone, he was like, nah, yeah, I'm out. I don't think so. <laughs> they had a really tough schedule as well, so there's that. That's true. Yeah. Other yeah. than the Vikings. I, I want to talk about the Titans, man, because... I know most of us were pretty down on the Titans. We thought they couldn't replicate our the success. Um, we didn't think Tannehill was for real after seeing him with uh, <laughs> Adam Gase. But now, like Tannehill looks really good, man. Um, he's going through his progressions properly. He's he isn't making too many mistakes. And when you have Derrick Henry back there, granted, it's a little bit easier. But I I think we will all, all agree that he's a very very good quarterback now they both need each other they they that's not, fair neither of them can succeed without the other one that's fair I, and i'm not disagreeing with that but i think Tannehill is playing up to like playing better than most people thought he would this year and, i agree yeah i would also like to say that as much as we shit on running backs on this podcast there's one running back in this league that deserves every bit of their credit towards like you know win shares or value Derek henry 
is just the most monstrous presence. He's just an animal. <laughs> like he he hit I think twenty one miles an hour on his touchdown run. He was pulling away from DBs. So much velocity, dude. There's so yeah. much no. There's so much momentum associated with this man, dude. What is mass times acceleration? Is that force? force. That's force. Yeah. So <laughs> much force, dude. So much force. Yeah, the the guy just he's a he's a bowling ball, but he's also big. So what's a big bowling ball? A wrecking ball. He's a wrecking yeah. ball. <laughs> he really is, man. He's a wrecking that's, ball. that's the best comparison for him. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't even seem like he's running that hard. The right? first just... leaf of autumn falls and Derrick Henry becomes activated. It's October. It's time for Derrick Henry yeah. to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, scariest thing in October is a, a Derrick Henry running towards you. Scary Henry. Scary, <laughs> scary dairy. Scary dairy. That's, That's hella good. bad. Dude, yeah, and that, think... and that, sorry, Ishiz, I'm going to just say this before you go. Yeah. That poop tail only gets longer, dude. It only gets longer. <laughs> oh my longer. God. I'm just it's so atrocious. It. It's like, it's growing, dude. And it's like, but it's still somehow maintaining form. That's where all his power is. It's the source of his, yeah, it's the source of his power, dude. <laughs> all right, go, Ishiz, go, Ishiz. But yeah, no, I mean, for the Texans, I mean, they were in such a huge hole, 0-4. Their coach was kind of shooting the bed. And I think being able to come back from that and, you know, go to OT against the Titans, like a team that's, been undefeated this year i think that's good strides for the future for them uh they still have deshaun watson so they still have hope i think and if they can get someone smart in that gm position and the head coach i think <laughs> they can actually do something with this i think team. we should talk about the coaching decisions made in this game though there were a couple of really interesting ones um so the texans scored a touchdown with about a minute 50 left and they went up by seven they chose to go for two to end the game right there because then it would be a two possession game instead of one uh, with the with the field goal would make it they have, the Titans would have to score with an extra point uh, with the two point conversion. So what do you guys think? Do you think they should have gone for two or not? Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree, dude. I Andy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I think I think that's the right decision. I think yeah, because okay, worst case scenario, you're up seven, right? And they still have to put up a touchdown. I think, and I think just probability wise, like if you get that two point, the game is done, right? So. Okay, and then on the other end, I also agree with you guys, by the way. On the other end, I don't know if you guys have seen this circling around on Twitter, but Mike Brabel did some really sneaky yeah, Belichick-esque yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he, he took an intentional penalty to you know give them a first down but save some clock. I think that these loopholes will only continually get exploited more in the future, and I'm all for it. I love this kind of stuff. And he was like acting like he, he like he yeah, didn't. Yeah, he's like yeah. faking a scene because you could get a you could get a penalty for that, I guess, which would make sense. Yes. I mean, he no, literally did that against the Pats in the, yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, I was exactly gonna bring that up. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's done this exact thing up by whatever second and one. Uh, sorry, yeah. down by whatever second and one. Time running out. Take a twelve man on the field penalty before. So, I I love it. I I hope that becomes his thing. Until the NFL has to make a rule change, the variable rule that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so I think the real... use it against him in the playoffs. <laughs> Sorry, you just go ahead. Yeah, so I think the real question I feel like we're all wondering every week, like week one, week two, week three, is are the Titans good? <laughs> like, yes. I like they... now, yes. I can, you can say definitively now, yes, they are. Like, I feel like every week we're like, uh, and then like they've kind of established themselves as this, you know, Super Bowl contenders this year. Now they took down the Bills. I mean pretty handily they yeah really handily they're often showed so i mean they seem to have it all in check yeah i mean next week they face a very tough task that we'll talk about against the steelers but that's going to be a great game so 
Mm-hmm. I think they're definitely going to be competitive in that. And if you're competitive against the Steelers now, that means you're a good team. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Speaking of the Steelers. Yeah, speaking of the Steelers. Let's talk about the Steelers absolutely trouncing the Cleveland Browns. Uh, 38-7. to Had a nice game from Connor. Another nice game from Claypool. Another, uh, or a good game from James Washington. And the Steelers defense coming through with that pick six by Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, but the Browns could not do anything in this game. I think Baker got hurt. Was that the... He got a concussion, yeah. He also hurt his ribs or something, right? Yeah, bruised ribs from before the game and then concussion uh, in the game. Yep. Uh, I'm going to just speak on the side of the Browns here uh, because I think there's going to be some shitting on the Browns taking place. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, they lost. They got clapped and they, they were clearly not in this game at all. But this game, I think, is one of the worst matchups for them in general. Their their pass rush just flustered Baker extremely. They had, like, multiple blitzes all the time. And then being put in the hole by Baker's poor decision uh, with the pick six, that just screws up their entire game plan. This is not a team that can throw the ball to get back into the game. This is not a team that can rely on Baker's arm. So without basically without having Kareem Hunt being effective because of the Steelers' outstanding defense and game script, the second that pick six was thrown and they were down 14-0, the defense actually played extremely, extremely well. I was watching the game. Uh, they forced the Steelers into back, I think, three three-and-outs in a row while they were down 14-0. So um, in like uh, 14-0 or 10-0? I can't remember. I think it was 10-0. So if, they, if Baker just doesn't throw that pick six, they get to stay on schedule. This is a completely different game. So... One, this is a case of one domino falling and the rest of the game being lost. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Steelers are the whole season have been like one of the best teams, if not the best team, against the run, against stopping the run. And the Browns obviously are centered around running the ball. So I don't know if it yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it. Gets this even, last it gets week. even worse when you know they're going to throw the ball. Well, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I personally don't think they would have had success running the ball anyway, even without that, you know. Miles Sanders had success. Okay, Miles Sanders had one run. run. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, but in all serious, seriousness, I was definitely one of those people who was hoping this game would be, you know, a close one and it would kind of like go deep into the fourth quarter. Uh, but I think if you just look at it in the big picture, I mean, this Browns team is still young. Uh, Baker's in his third year now. Uh, and this Steelers team was just really experienced. I mean, it makes sense that they would go in and come out the same way you know, getting blown out and having some mental errors that kind of get them there. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, we've talked about how Baker isn't really... He shouldn't be the person that you rely on to win games, right? Like, they should rely on their run game, being able to open st- stuff up for Baker, giving him lots of time. But the Steelers' defense is just too good on every facet of the game. I mean, their pass rush gets there very quickly. They don't let you run at all. So, I mean, it's not really surprising that the Browns... Offense was kind of stymied. We were hoping that it would do well, but I mean, so I'm so I'm curious. Like, is do you guys think the Browns are kind of like the Ravens now, in that you know they they will do well if they do get a lead because they can just run out the clock and just just take so much time off the clock with their run game. Um, do you guys see a similarity between the Browns and the Ravens? That's, that's a aspect? very good point. I did not think I, about that at all. I think that's very good. I also think that uh, I would rather have the ball in Lamar's hands than Baker's hands. Sure, that's even fair. To, I, to make a throw that you need. Yeah, even even to make a throw. Uh, 
Yeah, but, but like their overall general game yeah. plan, or I yeah. guess the core of their so team the, is their. I feel team. like they're both one dimensional, offensively. Exactly, and, and we've the yeah we've seen that it doesn't work in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true, mm-hmm. and the defense mm-hmm. is like a strong point for them for both these teams too. It's a yeah. good point. I still think the Ravens are better because of Lamar, like Rhodes said. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, uh, another point from this game is Devin Bush tore his ACL. I think. Uh, he's going to be out definitely for the season. So that's a pretty big hit for the defense for the Steelers. Yeah, before he came in, they had Ryan Shazier. And then when Ryan Shazier had that pretty tragic injury, uh, the Steelers were lost. Like their defense was really, really bad. And then they got that emotional leader with Minka. And then they got the, you know, a sideline to sideline yeah. field general with um, with uh, Devin Bush. And now Devin that Bush. he's gone. It's going to be tough to replace inside linebacking play. I'm a sucker for good inside linebacker play. Yeah, yeah he is kind of oh, their main guy in stopping the run. I think like he stuffs all the holes when it comes to that. So it's they'll be they'll be, be fine yeah. overall, but they just won't be as you know outstanding. No, they, like, they, they mean, lost yeah, but, a step for sure. Right, right. Uh, at least their defense did. Still definitely. be good, but not. Um, or like it still will be elite, but their um, their definitely. main talent was on the edge anyway. I think right with the. Uh, Bud Dupree and then TJ Watt. No, but so, it's just like it's like they're if you think about it, like their defense was complete like before yeah. this. Yeah, it's, and it's like now there's a in, hole. in defense. You know, it's all about being good across the board. You can't just have one or two good units because then there will always be places to exploit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's go over to the Falcons and the Vikings. Uh, plenty of holes to exploit on that those defenses. <laughs> Uh, the, the cornerbacks yeah for real falcons won 40 to 23 matt ryan had a nice bounce back game with 370 yards and four touchdowns uh julio jones finally scored some touchdowns you know they come in bunches with him he got 137 yards and two touchdowns calvin ridley with another good game and on the other side of the ball justin jefferson had 166 yards and two touchdowns uh, adam thielen also had a good game so this was like what, this what was a, inspired what a, performance, man. I know. What a what a yeah, first I, of all, what a wide receiver matchup between these two, um, with Julio and Justin Jefferson. But the and Falcons, Adam Thielen and uh, yeah, and Calvin Ridley and, and Ridley, Ridley yes, yeah, right? some, some very good receivers on both sides. But like the Falcons looked so much better this week. They look like a completely new team. Yeah, this generally happens in in my experience when you change like a from a, a kind of sucker change head coach. It's like a, or, it feels like a bloodsucker, you know. It's just a, a parasite on your team, a leech, right? And then you get that off, and you feel kind of free for a bit, and you can pi- finally go out and play. They know the season's done; they're just trying to go out and play football. They have no more expectations. They don't have to worry about Dan Quinn and his job, and it's just you know go out and play football. So, and this Minnesota defense isn't good. It's not good. It's a great place to go and have fun and play football. <laughs> if I had to be honest. Uh, but their defense also, I think, picked off Kirk Cousins three times. Uh, mm-hmm. The Vikings should be extremely worried with Kirk Cousins back there. Um, they're one in five against a you know pretty average schedule. That's unacceptable. Um, they're supposed to be contending in the NFC. They made the playoffs last year. You're, you're trying to take steps forward as your team progresses, uh, but you know they just didn't. Kirk Cousins is, uh, I think, leading the league in interceptions, and he's perfectly on pace for Jameis Winston's 33-30 season. Really. Yes, he is. Wow. Wow. And he's 11 and 10 right now. So, On their way. 
Uh, they didn't have Dalvin Cook this week. Alexander Madison was not the dude. Uh, it seems like this this team is going to need a good running game for Kirk Cousins to do anything, but that's not going to happen if Dalvin's not there. Yeah, we thought Alexander Madison was the, I guess, the answer or a solid replacement after last week, um, yeah. in which Dalvin Cook got injured and then. Um, I think Alexander Madison ran for the most yards he's ever ran, like 110 or something. But yeah, he could he could not get the job done uh, this week. So Dalvin Cook is still necessary. Still the dude. For sure. yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we're all kind of come to the conclusion that the season's over for the Vikings. Both these teams, man. Both teams, Both teams. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, but I mean, I think the point, the fingers are all pointing towards Kirk Cousins right now. Yes. Is he I'm, I'm, so. I'm pointing. I'm pointing my finger there for sure. Right. And, I mean, I think he just signed an extension. For yeah, he did. Mil. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, they're kind of in a struggle. That's right why now. I said extremely worried. <laughs> like, it's not just your run of the mill worried. You're fucked right now. <laughs> yeah, you just no. you just signed a quarterback. You just made the playoffs, and this is the team that you put out there. Yeah, the, sorry, boys. Wrap it up, North. I, I mean, is Kirk on his way out or what? He can't. He's he's locked in. Dude, it's just oh my god, it's just. It's over. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's looking bad for their future, man. Um, you're getting this curve Dude, no, for the next three years. They have all the pe- like they have uh, secondary. I think they have like the they best. have no secondary. No, they have the best safety duo. I think. Okay, but like they have right, absolutely right. Cornerbacks, no cornerbacks an issue. Corners. I mean, yeah. They have linebackers. They have wide receivers. Right as of now, they have a running back. You know, it's Kirk, dude. Like. Yeah, I think I think it's it's Kirk and their just their defense is extremely porous. They've lost some key pieces. Mike Zimmer has always been uh, a pretty complex Defensive defense coach. to pick up, right? So, and he's had really nice consistency. I think they've returned ten of eleven starters over the last five years, except for this year. They lost like three or four, maybe even five starters, one to injury. Don't 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 quote me on that. But like to have a complex defensive system and uh, you know players that aren't exactly familiar with it and a bad a quarterback play putting your defense in bad situations that's that's just a recipe for disaster for a team like this mm-hmm. yeah. uh one thing to note about justin jefferson uh so the vikings took him with the 22nd pick in the draft and they traded Diggs to get that pick so just a quick update on how these two receivers are doing on the year uh Diggs has 37 catches or he had going into today's game he had 37 catches 515 yards and three touchdowns Justin Jefferson has 28 catches, 537 yards, and three touchdowns. So basically, both teams, both teams bought, uh, benefited from the yeah, trade. Yeah, it's like a trade that actually both teams benefited from. It's like almost duplicate numbers on both sides. So I think this was way more lucky on the Vikings side, just because look at how much of a crapshoot wide receiver drafting has been, even like historically and now. Like the yeah. Eagles, I think picked someone. Jalen, uh, Jalen Rager. Rager above him got hurt. And now he's like not really a factor. In general, wide receiver drafting is a crapshoot, and um, the the Vikings got lucky that they seem to have gotten the best wide receiver in the draft, not named Chase Claypool. So or CD Lamb, CD Lamb, or Brandon Ayuk, or Henry Ruggs, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, plus. after all of that, Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver four in the year. So yeah, in fantasy. Um, in fantasy, but like, yeah, that's this is what you want. They got younger, they got they got cheaper at the wide receiver position, and on the other side, the Bills got a veteran leader. Although he didn't look too good today with that jogging back on defense, we'll talk about. But they got a nice consistent catch uh, wide receiver to pair with Josh Allen. So I'm a I'm a huge fan of this trade. Yep. 
very good drafting, I guess, by the Vikings, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Uh, let's go over to the Packers and the Buccaneers. This was like the showdown that everyone was waiting for, Brady versus Rodgers, two NFC top teams. This is such a boring game. Uh, the... I actually took a nap halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it was 10-0 in, in the Packers' favor, and then, and then all of a sudden the Bucs just roar off with 30. Was, 38 there, was it 38? Yeah. Yep. 38 yeah, Tampa Bay went Aaron Rodgers looked and... bad. Dude, he looked so bad. He was a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went went downhill after that Hingle McCringleberry celebration. Oh my god, that's so that's such facts. I think after that Hingle McCringleberry celebration, he had like fifty yards and two interceptions. That was, yeah. that you was can't a... you can't take Hingle's name Steve. in shame in vain, man. If you're doing it, you gotta you gotta you gotta count. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this just shows like how much one play can literally just change the entire complexity of a game. Like the momentum's all in the Packers' direction. I mean, Bucks aren't doing really much on offense, and one pick goes back for a touchdown. And it's just that is, momentum yeah. just shifts. Yeah, pick six might be the most uh, momentum shifting play in football. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like that was so that was Rogers' first interception on the year, and it felt like it was he almost wasn't even like expecting that he he like forgot that he could throw interceptions or something. Because like this after is his that, third pick six in his career. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. In his 15 years, he's thrown three. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point um, out, Jimmy Garoppolo has zero. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Zero, yeah. oh, zero pick sixes. Oh, pick sixes. <laughs> Jimmy better than Rogers. You laugh. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, like once he threw that pick, it felt like he he just completely stopped playing like Aaron Rodgers was playing up to until this point the entire season because he threw another interception pretty quickly right after that. And then after that interception, it was like his entire thing was done. It just seemed like he was trying to get the ball out as quickly as he could. And he was just, he didn't have that connection with Devontae Adams that you would expect him to have. Um, he went back to 2019, Aaron Rodgers. In my yeah, opinion. it straight up looked like, this game looked like when the Packers played the Niners last year. And Oh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to last year, man. Good old days. The date was January 6th, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> I feel like he can't deal with the pass rush anymore as well as he used to. I mean, back back in like 2015, he was the king of elusiveness and just launching it across his body 50, 60 yards downfield. But he's old, man. He's old now. And I think the oh, moment come on, rushed, bro. It's one game, dude. No, no, no. But the, but the <laughs> thing, last we're not saying he can't play. Time. We're not saying he can't play quarterback anymore. We're just he's saying a great quarterback. With pass rush in your face, he, he was like he was a, he was a, an insane athlete when he was younger and that's going away. So he has to find a new way to deal with pass rush. And he hasn't, he hasn't done that well yet. Yeah, so... Okay, in his defense, Bakhtiari did get injured. Yes, uh, yes. And, and the Bucks also have a very good defense. Bucks also but if you're trying to do anything in you know on the year, you're going to run into some teams with some pretty good pass rushes. I don't know where, yeah. but uh, you probably they play the Bears, right? And the Bears are looking sneaky, sneaky good. And... Uh, so they're gonna have to figure that out. He's gonna have to do something about that. Otherwise, they won't. Be, they'll be a paper tiger again. Yeah, I'm just like the moment that this game was just straight up felt like I was watching last year against the Niners, where the the pass rush comes, you get some early turnovers, and there's too much pressure, and he just can't deal with it. And like yeah. how he used to. Like he with. he just gets shell shocked and then just stops stops playing just yes yeah, just starts yeah. panicking just wants to get the ball out of his hands yeah exactly yeah i think it's in the best interest for the packers to like have those plays in the back of their book playbook to like in case you know 
Aaron's in that situation. They need to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Don't have him, yeah. you know, and just to get him comfortable, right? Right. Yeah. Just like be able to get some short dump offs, get him Aaron back knows. into the rhythm. You know? uh, at that point, you yeah. just bench him for Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll motivate him. <laughs> it really will. Yeah, I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, I, I I compared Aaron Jones to Alvin Kamara when we were talking about running backs some episodes ago. I think. Obviously, the Saints do an awesome job of game planning with Alvin Kamara. I think the Packers could do the same thing with Aaron Jones and find similar success. I mean, they you have think he's been. that level of talent. Uh, I think like, he has been finding yeah. similar success. Like, dude, he got like, what is he on fantasy? Like number three, number four, four, right? Yeah, exactly. And he's gotten a touchdown every every week. I'm pretty right. sure. So I yeah. I do think they're doing a good job getting him involved, whether it's through screens, um, even in the receiving game. I know he had a very nice uh, toe tap. Uh, catch yeah i'm pretty sure that was this game yeah um and then back. yeah obviously in the run back, by the way uh but it was it was good like the, the yeah, idea yeah. was there right so i i think they're getting him involved enough i i sure. my, my point was more like yeah they are definitely getting him involved and he's a focal point in the offense but this is a game where he should have been seeing like a bunch of targets you know like a game where he roger more touches you're saying when yeah. when Rodgers has shown that maybe he's not feeling it, but yeah. at that point maybe they're down and they they can't be affording you know running the ball or well you need to run it. Or... I'm saying it was, well, it, it, that's what Breeze does with Camara and like that's how they were able to move down the field the like two weeks like week two the week Packers four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He got five targets today or uh, this week, which was like second lowest on the year for him. So. I, th- I thought this would be a game where he would feast, and in terms of the receiving game, I think they could use that. Uh, on the Buccaneer side of the ball, the running back Ronald Jones had another hundred-yard game. That's three in a row now. I think he's actually the first running back on the year to have three hundred-yard games in a row. Yeah. Um, so shout out Rojo. Once uh, once Fournette comes back, I don't know. Do you really do you think they're gonna? Continue I, to lean I on don't. Jones. I I don't think so. Oh yeah, I think they're going to continue to lean on Ronald Jones, um, until Fournette shows something. Okay. But I, he's the man right now. Uh, uh, yeah. This is very surprising to like. If someone heard me say this like two or three years ago, they'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But, yeah, he's the man now. <laughs> yeah. is I mean, yeah, it seems like a hot hand type thing. Like if he's doing so well, you know, stick with it. Until yeah. Why? Out. Why would you change it? Yep. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Uh, another nice game uh, on the Bucks side of the ball was from Rob Gronkowski. Uh, he had, I think, five catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't think he's back. Ishis, do you think he's back? Um, I think after, like, O.J. Howard's injury and, you know, their loss last week, I think they kind of... Like, I know uh, in the beginning of the year... Um, Bruce Arians was like, we're not really going to use him. I mean, we have wide receivers, but I mean, eventually, like, someone kind of pointed it out. Like, Rob Gronkowski, he's he's injured. Let the record also show that Bruce Arians said uh, Leonard Fournette is our guy, right? I think. No, no, he said Rojo is our guy. He said Rojo is our guy. Okay, never mind. Ignore that Uh, point. (laughs) um, But yeah, like, eventually, like, you got to realize, like, Gronkowski, even if he's kind of old, he's pretty good. Like, you kind of got to go to him. And then they kind of went to him here. And it kind of, like, 
Those passes that they were going to him were kind of looking like... You, just, you said kind oh, of like five times. Sorry, did they sorry. do it or did they not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the routes he was running and the passes that were going to him looked a little kind of nice. They looked um, a little bit like how the, he used oh. to run it in uh, New England. Like the like that touchdown throw he had. He had yes, that was, that was vintage. That was a vintage a connection there, I will say. So it's good to see that, definitely. Yeah. I don't think he's back. He still looks slow. He doesn't. Every look... time I look at this version of Gronk, I worry for my Kittle. <laughs> it's fine, dude. That 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 version of Kittle is like f- six years, seven years down the line. That's worrisome. G. It's fine, dude. He'll be all right. I yeah, but uh, your point about the connection, I I definitely think that the Brady Gronk connection looked a lot better this week, and I think they'll start using him around the goal line some more. Uh, he actually had another goal line target that he almost he almost had a second touchdown. So, who knows? Yeah, I think he'll look for him more towards like clutch situations or like third mm-hmm. down and stuff where he knows what Gronk will do and Gronk knows what Brady will do, right? So they have that um, chemistry. So yeah, uh, they'll they'll definitely I definitely think they'll uh, use him a bit more in yeah goal line third down type situations. Right, and on paper, I mean, this offense has. Um, Godwin at its disposal. They have Mike Evans. They also have Gronk. So I think Scotty Miller. Scotty, yes. screw that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a lot of uh, weapons that where you can't really focus in on someone. Whereas like we used to talk about the Saints, like they always focus in on Mike Evans, Mike uh, Michael Thomas, and it makes it difficult for them. But like in playoff games or towards the end of the season, I mean, it's hard to focus in on certain players. So I think if a defense had to choose, they would probably let go of Gronk. And I think Tom Brady should take. Advantage of that, yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Rams and the Niners. Rohit is on the podcast, so that must mean the Niners won. (laughs) Uh, They beat the Rams 24-16. to Uh, I didn't watch much of this game, so I just go all based off stats, but based off the stats, it looked like Jimmy G actually played well. He had 268 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Debo came up with a touchdown, as did Ayuk. And, and uh, Kittle. Of course, Kittle. Of course, Kittle. Seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. A I mean, touchdown, too. Yeah, so um, if you look at the stats, you would see that Jimmy Garoppolo had, what, like 250 yards and three touchdowns. Mm. But, like, for the first maybe 10 completions of the game, they were all behind a line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's, because, why, that's, why, that's why I prefaced it by saying I didn't watch the game, yeah, because I because, figured it was something like that. <laughs> So think about it. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is very, you know, has no confidence on the season, hasn't had a single good game yet. He is somewhat injured, maybe, or is coming off of an injury at the very least. And you're playing a outstand- an outstanding defensive line in Aaron-, in Aaron Donald and the rest of them, who have a 20 sacks on the season, um, and you have absolutely no offensive line, as has been proven against the vaunted Dolphins pass rush. So your solution for that should be to just get the ball out of Jimmy's hands as fast as possible. And if Jimmy, you know, if he's not a good quarterback or whatever else you may say, he's very good at throwing the ball fast and accurate, very close to the line of scrimmage. He's very good at those, you know, slants, screens, all that kind of stuff. Those are easy throws, but you need to get him into a rhythm, especially coming with this gauntlet coming up. So this victory goes entirely to Kyle Shanahan. I'm just surprised he didn't do this last week because he definitely knows how to do it. Um, we definitely needed it last week, but I guess Brian Allen had uh, he had, had other, other ideas. So, you know, I'm pretty excited. The only bummer is that uh, 
we lost Raheem Mostert to IR. We lost our starting center, actually our backup center to IR. So now we're in our third string center. Trent Williams is out, as well as our starting strong safety in Jaquiski Tart is also out. So um, yeah. the hurt the gets hurt continues. Yeah. The hurt get hurter. Hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't allow a single sack this this game. You're throwing the ball that fast. Dude, yeah, you can't crazy. sack him if you throw yeah. him. That's a good, that's seconds. a good game plan, honestly. Yeah, and I think uh, Roeth, maybe where you were saying before about um, like last week, why didn't they do this against the Dolphins? Maybe they felt too, too confident in Jimmy. Yes. They were like, um, he'll he'll do fine, right? We don't need oh, they, to. They thought he was like a panacea. Like, oh, now that Jimmy's back, we'll be back to the 2019 Niners. But you know, maybe Jimmy was hurt or not in rhythm, and then now they're yeah. bad, and they're like, oh crap. We yeah, we got him. we got to do something about it. We got to average negative two uh, depth of throw or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, you're looking at the soft, sorry, you're, just, you're looking at the Dolphins games like a slap in the face, and then they're like, okay, we're not we're not the shit. We're not. Yeah, we we're not, we're not what we were last year, and I think you would agree with that too. I right? think we definitely needed that game uh, as much as yeah. I didn't want it. Um, but to have a slap in the face at least this early in the season, and now to respond to the slap in the face because a slap in the face, a wake up call means nothing if you snooze. So they didn't snooze. They woke up, and I'm very happy. You have like a book of these sayings somewhere, dude. <laughs> nah, man, this is off the dome. <laughs> Go ahead, Chase. You were saying something. Yeah, I think uh, the issue kind of against the Dolphins was they kind of misjudged how severe his injury was to his ankle. Because I mean, his ankle. You mean how good the Dolphins are? Um, no, sorry. No. <laughs> I, I hope I hope it was this, the first one. Um, but yeah, I mean, they didn't really, his ankle was a lot to do with his throwing motion and his, how, how much power he gets on those throws. So, I mean, the fact that he couldn't put much weight on it, kind of like, I think that throw to Debo that kind of flew over his head had a lot to do with that as well. So I think they kind of realized that coming into this week that he can't really throw that deep down the field with the injury, you kind of need to relax, chill on it. So that was kind of the game plan and props to Cal Shannon. They went back in, you know, realized the issue and found a solution and, this clearly worked. I mean, like, you can't even, like, the ball was getting out in, like, a second. I mean, Debo and Ayuk were getting those, you know, also passes. Also, on the defensive end, right? Like, just the, just the right, presence right. of an above-average quarterback in Emmanuel Mosley back in the starting lineup completely changed our defense. We gave up, like, one touchdown to the very, very good Rams offense this year. I think the Rams receivers combined for, like, 60 yards, and those are some really good receivers. Jared Goff had like maybe eleven completions, twelve completions. So nineteen. Sorry, nineteen completions. But like this is the same defense as last week. You just add one corner and subtract one Brian Allen. So <laughs> it, like I was saying earlier, defense is and such Jason a, Verrett too. He, he's Verrett been balling out this entire year. But like, yeah, this was definitely his best game. So mm-hmm. defense is such a team effort. When you lose one link, you're you're screwed. Yeah, I know the Rams did mess up that first and goal on the end zone they threw a pick on fourth down did they have any other opportunities in the red zone or was that it i know so i know cooper cup dropped yeah. a couple of touchdowns he right dropped yeah. one touchdown and the other one uh there was a miscommunication on a deep ball that was wide open uh jared goff kind of threw it over his head and he was running and he chose to look over his left shoulder but he should have looked over his right shoulder nothing you can do there but mm-hmm. in general they were just gashing us in the ground game but uh they couldn't stick to it because they happened to be behind right um yeah so i mean we talk about the niners um now like looking at the rams i mean like we thought they were we thought they were like contenders you know going into the season i mean they started off really well we thought it was like between them and seattle but like now it's you know 
oh, and the Niners might be back. Uh, the Rams are kind of. You it's know, just crazy back. how much it flips because, like, before this game, they're four and one, and then after this game, you qualify their four wins that oh, they're all against the NFC East, right? Like mm-hmm. now you start realizing, or not realizing, you start focusing on the negative aspects just because they lose, and you know that sucks. It's just going to be a part of uh, being a, a team. In the NFL, dude, team. dude, compared like, <laughs> dude, four and two looks so much worse than four and one. <laughs> like, yeah, and then, so and then you also realize that, like, yeah, they didn't beat anyone really. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, those four wins could are basically like two. Yeah, wow, wow. they really played the entire, the entire NFC. Yeah, yeah. 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 those yeah. are the only four wins. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I guess by that same logic, our loss to the Eagles counts as double. So shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit. All right, uh, let's go over to the Chiefs and the Bills. They played today because, once again, shout out the NFL. NFL sucks. Yeah. Ruining my productivity, man. I can't yeah, be doing this. I could, I could not focus. Uh, the Chiefs won 26-17. to 17. Uh, Big game from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. His, uh, his curtain call, his swan song before Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. Um, yeah, he was averaging like eight point something yards a carry for most of the game uh he got like he ended the game with 161 yards on 26 attempts and, and he should be because he's facing like five six man boxes because of because of they, everybody who else the chiefs have a quarterback and their wide receiver court and yeah. their play and, caller like are you yeah, kidding me and, this and is just a perfect caller. storm for a, a running back but the reason why it's a perfect storm for a running back could also work against him because they're so good that they don't need to run the ball so the defense yeah. doesn't stop the run. So every once in a while, they just run the ball down your throat just to remind everyone. Hey, we that, have a running back. Hey, yeah, we can do this too, guys. Don't get yeah. comfortable. But yeah, um, yeah the, the Chiefs' defense is actually, you know, they bounced back against the Bills after getting trounced by the Raiders. Uh, the Josh Allen was not comfortable at all this game. No. He had like 160 passing yards. No, not even. He had 122. She, yeah. That's not good. Not good. That, but you know, the, the Chiefs are the best team in the league for a reason. They'll just beat you every way, every which way. Unless you're the Raiders. The, <laughs> I thought the Bills had a <laughs> chance um, at the end of the half. They missed a field goal, but um, yeah. yeah, that Kelsey fumble could have been such a just entirely. It would have changed the entire landscape Momentum of the game shifter for sure. Yeah. yeah, but that that field goal was not even close. That was a that was a shame. Kelsey had two touchdowns though, so that's again grinder, 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 grinder. <laughs> Best yeah. best tight end or best receiving tight end at least. Yeah, best fantasy tight end. Yeah, I think uh, yeah you have to qualify that with fantasy for sure. Uh, but this is now two games uh, that Josh Allen has been. I don't. I want to. I don't want to say figured out, but he has not been as dominant as he was earlier in the season. Yeah. Certainly, um, I think this he takes a step back in the MVP race now. Yeah. Um, I know there were definitely talks in the first four weeks after playing. Or, sorry, uh, F, yeah, after his first four weeks, like, yeah, he looks really, really good. He took a significant step up from how good he was last year. And I, I don't know, did, uh, did the Titans expose him last week? And then now the Chiefs are just using that formula. Like, There's no certainly... real formula. I mean, just, yeah. yeah, like, if you look at the schedule, they beat, what, the Jets, the Dolphins. Here comes the qualifying. <laughs> the Rams. I mean, we talked about the Rams. I mean, the Rams aren't as good as we thought they were. I mean, that's up in the air. I'm not going to argue that uh but then yeah like um the chiefs and titans are we talked about it like two great teams all around with their defense and having a steady offense that's I mean, true yeah 
I wasn't really going to pick the Bills near. Yeah. I mean, he's got a chance to bounce back in a humongous way next week at the Jets. So, uh, <laughs> if if he struggles then, then I it's... could totally see the Bills losing to the Jets. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, it's a divisional game. It's a divisional totally game. Happen. It's the Bills. Josh Allen will have an off game. I could totally see it happening. This doesn't take away from the fact that I think they're a very, very good team and a contender in the AFC, but I could totally see them losing to the Jets. Yeah. Again, I think like they're in the Browns type where they're a very talented team, but they're also very young. Uh, and like head coach hasn't been there for that long, so it's kind of like they're not as experienced in you know winning every uh, year. And they're they seem one dimensional in the other dimension, as in yeah. they have no running game. Yeah. Zach Moss, please. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are not doing it. So I think the Chiefs have a very good run defense, by the way. Chiefs. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, they, they do. do have a good. I, I think the Chiefs just have a good. But, but good I'm I'm not basing that claim based on this week. This is yeah, based sure. on what the entire season like they've been not mm-hmm. been good. So, I don't know they're playing the Pats in Week Eight, so that'll be a nice fun matchup for me. Yeah, I think whoever kind of takes those two games, right? Yeah, like, yeah. will take the division for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, back to the Chiefs though. Le'Veon is on this team now. Do you see any like real impact? They just don't seem to need him. At all, I feel like yeah, he'll, just, think, he'll just replace. Uh, Andy, Andy said it. You can say it again. Yeah, I think uh, Le'Veon needs the Chiefs more than the Chiefs need Le'Veon. Yeah, and by because, more than because the Chiefs need nothing. <laughs> no, the, the Chiefs don't need anyone. I so think you if, can take yeah. away some pieces and they'll still be fine. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Le'Veon is just here for the ring, man. Yeah. Um, like the Chiefs. Are like why they don't need a ton of running back. Ceh is more than enough. They still have like Darrell it was essentially Williams free though. It was essentially Darwin. free. Yeah, so it was why like not? well, I think maybe ended up being a million dollars or something. But Le'Veon's just ring chasing, man. Yeah, dude. If okay, if no one's gonna trade for Le'Veon Bell, I mean, what do you what do you expect? Like why you you can't complain, right? Like no one wanted him. Then dude, sorry. Um, I I this just popped up in my head. I think this is kind of like a. DeMarcus Cousins situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. actually thinking when you said ring chasing, I was like, okay, you're probably going to get hurt because of the DeMarcus Cousins rule. Just when you <laughs> ring chase. It's, it's a rule. I mean, he ring chased twice in a row and he had season ending injuries both times. Oh, also, I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm not wishing injury on anyone, but. <laughs> it's a Le'Veon, man. Le'Veon's uh, cool. Yeah, I Don't mean, um, Le'Veon. No, he's Le'Veon. not. Just because you play Smash. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, for Le'Veon, I mean, I think this is definitely good for him. I mean, for two years, we were all like, oh, he's washed up. You know, like, he's not good anymore because he's on the Jets, for crying out loud. Um, but I think <laughs> if he has a good year like, with the Chiefs, you know, has a lot of impact, they win a Super Bowl, I think his stock goes up and he kind of puts himself back in, you know, This is straight up DeMarcus Cousins, man. Stock, he's trying yeah. to get his stock to go up. No, but like he didn't tear his ACL in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So. I think Le'Veon is in a much better place physically than Demarcus Cousins. Right. Like I yeah. still think that he I has think the in exact a better same place talent. physically than Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but yeah. I like, think... Why would Le'Veon not do well in this offense? Like, um, simply because I think their offensive line is really struggling right now. Mitchell Swartz left the game. They lost their starting guard. They're down to Daniel Kilgore. Any diehard Niners fans will remember him as the center during the Chip Kelly era. So that's uh, not a plus. So that's three offensive linemen. You're kind of down. And as we broke down in our you know, running back breakdown, <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell needs, needs a good offensive line. So I don't know how much that will affect. That's one thing working against him. Dude, Everything... Cl- Clyde Edwards-Edler just 
had 161 rushing yeah they run they run different ways he's not as patient as like Le'Veon is like patient to the max right so you know maybe no, I mean he's waiting for blocks like, to develop they right. won't develop um but I mean I think Andy Reid's a good coach and he can fit it in yeah, well with the system fine. I was and just playing like, the, the receiving yards as well like cool. yeah he's Le'Veon's one of the best receiving backs like the game has ever seen right so I do I need to see. I need to see him run. I have not dude, seen no, him run. Dude, no, dude. Imagine if they put CEH in the running back spot and they put, like, Le'Veon in the slot. In the slot. Slant. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that'd be too. He's like a slot receiver. That'd be so What if cool. they run Wildcat, dude, with CEH and Le'Veon and, like, Tyree Kill in the backfield? <laughs> dude, that's, dude, that's so much talent in, like, a backfield. Yeah, what dude. the? F- and then, yeah, like. And they have, like, Travis Kelsey. No, they Travis have Kelsey, they, Travis Kelsey. They, tra- they, they run Wildcat with Travis Kelsey actually quite dude, often. Literally, this game, he was playing fullback for some of the snaps. Yeah. I should do that. Like, this team, this team is just broken. Dude, they're Mahomes just trying out things, man. They're just trying to innovate. Every Chiefs game That's... looks like the Pro Bowl. Because it is to them, bro. They yeah. don't care about this shit. I mean, nope. they're all just like all-stars anyway. So, uh, Alright, let's go over to the final game. Monday night, Cardinals and the Cowboys. Cardinals smacked them 38-10. to um, So we had another... Okay, well, we had a big game from Kyler. He's actually had quite a few good statistical games. He only had nine completions, though. It's pretty nuts. Uh, Kenyon Drake had that nice long garbage time touchdown, but he ended the game with 164 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Christian Kirk had two catches for two touchdowns. Mike what? Evans really? Special. Yeah. You got that 80 <laughs> yard long, touchdown. Uh, one long one, right? One, 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 yeah. One of them was like a touch pass, though. That shouldn't count to Kyler, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ishus, yeah. you want to say DeAndre Hopkins stat line? This one should be decent for you. Yeah. Where is it? While well, you find it, Amari oh, Cooper we'll, had we'll seven. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. He had seven catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, CD Lamb actually played pretty well. Uh, Andy Dalton. Cowboys offense. Yeah. Considering Andy Dalton and the yeah. offense in general. And Zeke. Zeke Just, struggled, man. Zeke was full, man. They tried to feed yeah. him, but he <laughs> kept slipping out. <laughs> he said, no more. <laughs> <laughs> He straight threw it up. He threw up. <laughs> uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, 73 yards, two receptions. Yeah. All, basically, all his points came from, like, one catch for 60 yeah. yards. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys looked horrible. Uh, they were put in a hole super early because of Zeke. Uh, having those two fumbles and the, like, first two drives, or two of their first, like, three, four drives. Guess who's in first place in their division. Still the Cowboys. Still <laughs> the Cowboys. God. This division is just, just... Just a weekly reminder that one team from the NFC East is still making the playoffs. Yeah. My God. Yeah, that's <sighs> so dumb. Andy Dalton... Yeah. And Andy Dalton needs time. He needs more time. Yeah, I, I, think, I think... What Andy's have to say about Andy Dalton? Tell us, Andy. <laughs> um, first of all, we don't claim Andy Dalton around here. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> Who do you whom do you claim? I'm curious. Andy Isabella, bro. True, <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, I, I think like what what the Cowboys were trying to like their ideal game plan for this game was, you know, um have like not first of all, not have Zeke fumble twice. Um, yeah. but like stay in the game, right? And then you know Dalton's like at, at least in the first week, he doesn't have time to adjust to what his wide receivers are doing, his three elite wide receivers are doing, and you know I, I wasn't expecting a great offensive offense offensive performance passing the ball, um, but I thought they would be fine, you know, running the ball. Uh, Their offensive line is him. in shambles, by the way. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they uh, Zach Martin, I think, uh, got out, got injured this. I think that's yeah. four out of five starters or something. Year. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they're tackling their um, season. So yeah, there's this offensive line is looking really, really porous, and that's not going to help with Dalton and with with the running game, right? So um it's raps yeah. man yeah uh, I, I can tell you for raps. sure i'm telling you it's not raps dude this team might make the playoffs they i think they will okay. make the playoffs I, I yeah i don't disagree with that but like what are they going to do in the playoffs yeah. You know? yeah um i can tell you for sure that the game plan was not to let andy dalton throw the ball 54 times oh my god really yeah wow. 54 what, times. how many fantasy points did he get 13 <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah dude that's um, like what like yeah. Divide 13 by 54. <laughs> it's like, not great, dude. It's not great. You have four points. Point he two, had 11 points, five. actually. Point two, five points. Yeah. Sorry, 11 points. Yeah, yeah, my bad. That's like point, points. Yeah, point two points per throw. So the interesting thing about Zeke, uh, he lost two fumbles today. He hasn't lost more than two fumbles in an entire season. Uh, he's been fumbling the ball a lot this season, actually. I think five he's fumbled. fumbles. Yeah, yeah, he's had five uh, yeah, fumbles. Which is, a, I think that's like his season high or something. And it's only been six games. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, like, once that first fumble went in, he was, like, in his own head. And then after that, it was over. I, I saw a thing that he should stop wearing sleeves. He needs that ball-to-skin friction. Oh, that is, yeah. That actually makes sense. Have you ever seen a running back wear sleeves? Uh, I haven't. That's why they wear the arm tape. That's true. Arm tape besides sleeves. True. No. Uh, right? right? Arm- Miles Sanders yeah. wears yeah. sleeves. Yeah, Miles Sanders wears sleeves. Yeah. But he did fumble twice. <laughs> so, oh. ooh, we have found oh. the key. <laughs> That's actually a very good point. Uh, well, ever since Alvin Kamara started wearing those arm sleeves, like dude, every, every it's, 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 it's like it's tape, but without the problem of the fr- on the bicep or the forearm, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really get burns on that side either. So Kamara was the innovator, but yeah, this Cowboys team, no matter how bad it is, they're gonna make the playoffs. I think. I don't think they're the Eagles. Yeah, I think they're better than the Eagles. Slightly. Really? Yeah. Not now. I, I will always take the team with their starting quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'm not taking Daniel Jones. So, <laughs> he's not a starting quarterback. Who's the starting quarterback for the Redskins? Then? It was Dwayne Haskins. Oh, it was Dwayne. Okay. Yeah. So I'm saying they're obviously not playing their number one option. Right. So. Right. 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 Who's the backup quarterback for the Giants? Uh, is it Gino? Gino Smith. Gino Smith has a job. I have no idea. Let me check. Uh, I have no idea. No, Gino. All, right, all right, you ready for this? You ready for this? Go ahead. Uh, Colt McCoy. Colt. Wow. That guy talk, still exists. Talk about an all-time football name, though, dude. <laughs> Your name is Colt McCoy. So, you have to be a quarterback. If you're either the Jets or the Giants, uh, and you get the number one pick, and Trevor miraculously decides to opt in for the draft, do you do you move on from your highly drafted player? Dude, okay, I feel honestly, I think with the Jets and the Giants, the quarterback isn't the problem. Like, there's so many other things that are the problem in the organization. I think Darnold is not a solution. But I don't think. No, but like, I think honestly, it's just going to be such a waste, dude. If Trevor goes, suppose he goes to the Jets. Like they're not gonna win games, dude. They're just gonna—he's just gonna get hit every yeah. play, and then you draft. I, I think yeah, like, you draft solutions at number three. You don't draft a player system quarterbacks at number three. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I also will say that they haven't. Both of them haven't had a, a good place to develop, you know. So um, I, I think Sam Darnold still has a better yeah, like I think you can potential fix... than Daniel Jones. I think you can like Daniel Jones isn't a terrible quarterback, and I think if the right team were assembled. Around him, and he had a good coaching staff. He could be good. 
I think you take almost any quarterback, you know, decent quarterback in this league, and you put a right team around them, they'll be very, very good. No, yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously they will draft Trevor, I think. Like, it's just the thing to do because he's such a coveted quarterback. But it's not going to work out. Like, I, in I 1998 think... or 97, Peyton Manning was uh, slated to go to the Jets number one overall, and he opted in for his senior year, and then he went to the Colts the next year. Smart was that Colts? Was that Colts? Standing team move. Was that they, good though? They were. They had Jim Harbaugh as quarterback, by the way. Nice little tidbit. Not. They had the number one pick, so they were not good. <laughs> no, but like, was it like a bad year? Or no, like, it was a bad team. They bad were really team. bad. Yeah. See, okay. See, when you look at that, like Peyton is a generational talent, but he did turn that franchise around. So yeah, I mean, that's, maybe Trevor. That's, that's, that's that. what you. That's what you're trying to draft the number one. And I will yeah. argue Baker Mayfield has turned that franchise around, just simply because they were heading off the deep end, and now they're you know above five hundred. No, but I mean they. Got so much other talent around him, right? Like, I agree. They drafted like, Nick Chubb. They drafted Miles Garrett. They drafted Denzel Ward. They traded for Odell Beckham. They got Jarvis Landry. So many players that they accumulated as well. But I think I, I will argue that none of those players would have done anything at all if they had. Uh, who's the quarterback? Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback. Deshaun right. Kaiser is like horrible, though. No, no, but like, okay, suppose you switch Daniel Jones and Baker. Like the Browns wouldn't be terrible i think they'd be all right they wouldn't be that much worse and the giants would still stink with big yes i agree with you just uh but fair yeah let's 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 talk about let's well i guess let's talk about quarterbacks kind of links to dak back to the cowboys seeing how dalton has struggled and we kind of like shit on dak a little bit but he's proven to be like somebody who this offense can lead this offense to actually win a game. I mean, we already knew that. Actually, I, 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 I disagree with that. He's not someone that has proven to show that he can take this offense and win a game. Who did they beat with Dak? Oh, okay, dude. No, the concept is if the Cowboys, <laughs> if the Cowboys don't do anything with Dalton offensively, like you have to pay Dak. Like, yeah, yeah. There's I, no I other thing. I also no agree one. that you have to pay Dak. I, and I'm like, just saying. I think if Dak was in this game, they would have won the game. I think right. instead of it being 38 to 10, it would have been 38 to 36 and it would have been decided in at the least, final game. At least we would have had fun watching it. Exactly. So you in know. that case, yes. No, no, okay, so in that concept, I think, okay, so in this game particularly, I think the Cowboys had a lot of turnovers that kind of... They have, the have you been watching the Cowboys? They have like three or four turnovers every week. Yep. Uh... It's not It's not a one-week thing. Why do you think they were down so much to the Falcons? They had two fumbles right, by right, back right, and a that's pick. Definitely true. Right? That's definitely true. So like they've been... They've been They've been turning the ball over. It's not like a one-time thing with Andy Dalton, right? Yeah, but so, I mean, and I also think you're judging Andy Dalton off of one game, and it was a true. horrible situation. It, 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 no, I said like if it goes at this rate, sure. I'm not. I'm not making a conclusion yet. Like if Andy Dalton does well, like towards the end of the season, you don't know. Like I if, think if okay, here's a question for you: mm-hmm. If Andy Dalton does well, and you know they end up somehow above 500, do you pay Dak? You don't pay him as much. If he if he if you don't pay him as much, he's leaving. He wants forty million dollars a year. No, nah, I, I think you gotta pay him. Like, even you, if you Andy do, takes you over like nine and depends, seven, it depends how much it affects the cap Because I mean, they've dished out a lot of money, so it might be an issue. I would love right. to see a, a pure quarterback on the free agent market. That like right. that hasn't happened since Kirk Cousins, and even Kirk Cousins was like an unknown commodity at the time. Like, I was one of those people who believed that Dak was a result of you know a good offensive line, a good run game. I also you know? I actually still But then like that. the way this offense was doing last year and this year, I was just, I, I kind of was like yeah, I think he kind of is like you can't you don't want to get rid of him. Like he's doing yeah. so well. It all I think, I think he Dalton should get like year. 
Yeah, but also yeah. this year, you know, the the offensive line is is not there, and we've argued, mm-hmm. mul- I've argued multiple times that his the source of his success was the offensive line. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to say, oh, look, now the Cowboys suck. It must be because Dak's gone. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a factor at play, but you know, it's not the only reason. I mean, you're never, never going to get a definitive answer then, right? Yeah, I want one. That's a shame. Um, what do you think Dak's worth is, though? Um, Yo, he, yeah, some team is going to pay him as much as he Someone's going to pay him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some, some team is going to be willing to pay him for like 40 or whatever. No, no, no. He, he had a $40 million four-year contract on the table. He wanted five years. No, 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 no. no. I think it was 35 or five. Yeah, I think he rejected 35 or five. He asked for 40. Yeah, he, he, he wanted oh, okay. 40. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure but, that was the deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. going to offer him, and then the Cowboys are like, we kind of need him to be contenders next year. <laughs> yeah, some some team that you guys were just talking about is would be willing to pay him that much money. Yeah, so, yeah, you kind of have to go yeah. and do it. But like, that's a lot of money you're paying for an offense. You know, like twenty to yeah. Amari, fifteen to Zeke, forty now to. You know, they paid Zeke. that. They paid that offensive line for sure. So I mean, Tyron Smith actually is not is getting paid like seven million dollars a year. He signed a contract in twenty fourteen for six or seven years. At seven million dollars a year, by the way, Jeez. it's pretty insane. His contract's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's a man who wears a knee brace on his elbow. Yeah, what a man. <laughs> um, I would yeah. look up my future too if I were him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to some previews for next week. We got some pretty interesting games. Uh, first off, uh, Bucks and Raiders are playing. Uh, I think that'll be a nice another test, as if the Raiders needed any more tests. But uh, I think they do. Bye week. I think they do. It's nice to you know stack two con- convincing wins. Yeah, they yeah. had a chance to do it against the Pats, couldn't do it. So now yeah. they got a chance to do it, Chiefs and then Bucks. Yeah, Pats like Pats Bills. Like had they had they lost all three of those games, the season would have been over, in my opinion. Just because those are those are the teams you need to beat as an AFC contender. Definitely. Yeah. Dude, no, I was like, I was about to like throw in the towel before last week. I was like, if they lose, they're they lose this week, two yeah, and three. Right? Like lost you to can't all be, contenders. It's kind of you can't bad, just beat but. the Panthers. I mean, they beat the Saints. I don't. Yeah, good job. But like, see, so yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, two and three is a bad start. You lose to the Chiefs again. I mean, people are like, uh, like same Raiders over again. But I mean, when healthy, this team has beat the Saints. They've beaten the Chiefs. So, and I think if they're healthy this week, they beat the Bucks. I mean, that's big that's a, that's a fantastic yeah, that's, that's going to be no a top task um the bucks yeah. defense is really really good Super so great. i'm very very excited to see i would not how... start josh jacobs <laughs> uh yeah uh, as a I mean, have to, but like yeah i wouldn't i would bench him <laughs> you're like the only yeah, person I, i'm just i'm just very very interested to see how a healthy offense does against a um very like an elite very bucks defense, defense. Yeah. yeah i think the bucks will win yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Fire Raiders. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. You know, if we I, I, three points for the for the Homer bias, that's a Bucks pick. I also pick the Bucks. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, I think the yeah, rational yeah. choice is yeah. I think the rational choice is the Bucks, but you know, sometimes when your other team when your team is on the other side, sometimes you have to go irrational. That's you why must. I'm going to Raiders. I like it. I like it, Andy. I respect it. Niners and the Pats play each other next week. Uh, this is going to be just a, a gross game, but I'm going to have fun watching it. <laughs> I'll take the Niners in four. Uh, I'll take the Pats in seven. Okay. I think it'll be a, a nice, hard-fought match, and Cam Newton will throw a game-winning touchdown to James White. 
No, to Nikhil Harry. It's not going to happen to Nikhil Harry. I gave up on Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Dude, I uh, think it's pretty... That, that's right. where you messed up from it. The Niners can't guard mobile quarterbacks. It's going to be Cam Newton running that play against the Seahawks on the goal line. Mm, how about Elijah go in this time? And again, and yeah. again, and yeah. again. Dude, I think it's going to be interesting to see Kyle Shanahan's offense versus Bill Belichick's Oh, my God. Yeah. Before Ooh. this season, this was the game I actually had circled. If Kyle Shanahan can get through this game without getting figured out, he's going to be good for the rest of his career. Because, like... It's Bill Belichick. It's Bill yeah, it's, it's kind of like taking up the throne. Like, you know, like... It's like Giannis Ooh. versus LeBron. Like, you take... Oh, take the, the crown. The, the crown, yeah. I don't know if it's taking the crown, but... It doesn't uh, bode well for Kyle, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you guys got? Unbiased fans here. Gotta go Patriots. I'm I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I simply cannot vote against Bill. <laughs> yeah, you okay, love Bill too much, man. Wasn't expecting it to be a sweep, but uh, alright, we'll take it. We'll take it. Underdog redemption oh, season. Yeah. We'll take the chip <laughs> on our shoulders. They counted us out. Hey, he washed Annie. He super washed. <laughs> super washed. <laughs> <away. King. laughs> Hashtag James King. <laughs> yeah. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Uh, last game. Steelers and Titans. Two undefeated teams. This is going to be super good. And it's a 10 a.m. game. God damn. I'm calling oh, a tie. Thank you, NFL. Tie. <laughs> You're calling a tie? That is the I'm, only way, man. I'm calling Steelers and the Titans. No They're just two tieable teams. You know, Those are teams that just involve themselves in frivolous activities like I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling it goes down to the last play Derrick Henry up the middle against TJ Watt and they just get stuck in time yeah. <laughs> time freezes time freezes yeah this is, this is gonna be a good game if I had to pick one I'm gonna go with the Steelers, Steelers yeah me too yeah, yeah. I mean, Steelers for me as well yeah I wanna see how much Devin Bush uh, his absence I just wanna see Derrick Henry just Go against just go against some Goliath. This is some oh. Goliath versus like, Goliath can, stuff, dude. I can literally imagine Derek Henry like going like to two, getting two yards after like five Steelers are like jumping on his back and like carrying. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, look out for that. That'll be game of the week. I think objectively, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think winner takes the first spot in the AFC. Over the Chiefs? over the Chiefs. No, like in the standings. Like, like in the standings. Yeah, yeah, standings-wise, yeah. yeah, of course. One hundo. Yeah. There's two undefeated teams, I would assume they would, but yeah. yeah. All right, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're going to continue with the NFL episodes, of course, and we're probably going to come out with some stuff com- about the AFC and NFC rankings about halfway through the season, who we think has a real shot at making the playoffs, contenders, pretenders, all that embarrassed stuff. Yeah, Bears, man. Five and one Bears. The Colts as well. Yeah. Uh, so look out for that. If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can check the link on Spotify on Red Circle. Uh, but other than that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. See ya!